Hey, what's up, guys? It's Ben from United Q. It's Wednesday, which means we have another awesome podcast to help get you over hump day. I'm here with my co-host, Dan. What's up? And we're brought to you, as always, by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ is dedicated to providing you quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. So if you're thinking about buying your first smoker, wanting to upgrade, or looking for authentic charcoal commercial smokers, check them out over at Max Barbecue. Barbecue Gourmet is devoted to promoting real barbecue and supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning barbecue rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories from the United States and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. So regardless of how you cook, whether it's on charcoal, wood, gas, or electric, the real taste of summer can be yours all year round. And on this week's show, we've got Michael Duffy from Smoking Yankees. Hi, Michael. Are you all right? I'm not too bad, mate. I'm not too bad. How are you? You having a good day? Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Thanks for squeezing us into your busy schedule today. Where have you been just before here? <laughs> I was just back from another radio interview. I was on Radio Ulster, which is probably the biggest radio station over here. You know, it's a BBC station. So I ran quickly back from Belfast City Centre to my uniquely baseball barbecue man shed. So I'm ready to speak with proper barbecue people. Yeah, back to the real, real radio station here now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for our listeners, all right, if you just introduce yourself and give a little bit about your background. Yeah, my name is uh, Michael Duffy. I am the, I hasten to use the word pet master, but sort of the organizer of uh, Smoking Yankees Barbecue Belfast. We are a pretty young barbecue team. We formed about two years ago here in Belfast. We're, uh, it might mean much to your listeners in England, but we are a cross-community barbecue team here in Belfast. We're just a collection of friends and, and barbecue enthusiasts who decided to get together and do competition barbecue, you know. Cross-community means a lot over here, but in the barbecue world, we are cross-community because we have both Pro-Q and uh, Weber enthusiasts as well as Big Green Egg enthusiasts, <laughs> so we're very much cross-community that way as well as Catholic and Protestant. <laughs> so you all get on well. I we like all this. get on very well. I like the well, multicultural yeah. start, well, the way you've got it going on there, it's cool. <laughs> we're very much multicultural ourselves. Dan and I both use a variety of cooking equipment. <laughs> um, yeah, it means to be where I live in, in North Belfast is pretty much uh, <clears throat> it's a very patchwork, you know, of areas that one would be Catholic areas, next would be Protestant areas, and so you have friends from all over the place. But you know, barbecue is one of those things that we 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 started, as I say, two years ago, barbecuing together, and it wasn't that we were uh, deliberately cross community. You know, we are not a deliberately okay. We have to have two Catholics and two Protestants, or, you know, it's just because Belfast is so varied and mixed, you know, it's just, it's, it's that way. I mean, Belfast is, it's a very sort of European city now, you know, so. Yeah, well, barbecue is about bringing people together, so it's yes, very fitting. It really is, it really is. <clears throat> it really is, yeah. And you can see that, you know, last last month then in Dublin at the Big Grill, you know, there was people from all over Ireland, you know, people from England, you know, people from Europe. It was, it's great. It is just, it's, and, you know, barbecue is just one of those things. Barbecue is the same no matter where you are in the world. No matter how different you are, no matter what colour you are, what religion you are, cooking meat's the same. I mean, the meat doesn't change. The people doing it make, but the meat doesn't. Exactly. Exactly. I was over at the Big Grill, actually, but only for briefly on the uh, 
on the first day i managed to just nip in quickly i was up in a up in belfast visiting family and i managed to sneak off for one day and uh and nip down to dublin for for the first day of the big grill it was a really good actual real good festival really enjoyed it andy noonan did a really really good job and uh just a really good gathering of, of both teams and also just uh just barbecue chefs and and restaurants as well i mean you had like neil rankin uh Andre Lima DeLuca, you had uh, the Churiscada guys, you had uh, Christian Stevenson, DJ Barbecue. Uh, I mean, that's just to name a few. There was loads, I mean, the uh, new pitmaster from, uh, what's Jamie on it? Barbacoa. Uh, we had John Relihan there, obviously. Like, so, yeah. such a such a real good crowd. I mean, the barbecue teams, I mean, yeah. also, they There's speak for themselves. A lot of big people there. I mean, the Hangfire Guards were here this year, too, doing demos and, you know, so... I mean, it, 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 it's a pretty big festival as far as barbecue goes. You know, if you're only going to have one barbecue festival in Ireland, you know, it's it's a pretty good one, you know. To compete in it, it's great, you know. As an Irish team, you know, we come down from Belfast, we're a small outfit. There's other teams in Ireland, you know, that are very similar to us. But to go down and to be sitting in a tent beside Priscilla and a bunch of swings and, and McSlims and, and people like that and the Jedi swing tricks and all the people that you see you know, that I would see as people to learn from, from England, you know, the English barbecue scene, because you're late years ahead of us, you know, but it's great, it's great to learn from those people and to have the conversations and, you know, it, it, it's a lovely, it is a lovely environment and it's a lovely festival, it's it's great crack, to be brutally honest now, it is great crack, you know, but you learn as much, you learn, and I've learned quite a lot in two years of going to Big Grill and I've learned quite a lot off, as I say, off, off the English teams, you know, mostly, yeah. but also developing that social aspect of, Teams from Limerick and and and, and Wicklow and other parts of Ireland that you would never never you'd never get to meet you know so it's great that way you know it's very social aspect you know. Yes, you you mentioned that uh, like the comparison there between uh, barbecue over here and barbecue in in sort of uh, Northern Ireland Ireland how how is the sort of scene growing over there how's it doing over there and and where do you see it sort of going uh, in the near future? It's growing very very slowly but we hope to change that. Uh, low and slow over here is I suppose we are where maybe England was 10 years ago you know we're always quite a lot behind <laughs> I hate to make us sound like you know as if we're behind people but you, especially in Belfast here you know we have there's pretty much two teams two competition barbecue teams you know we have a couple of low and slow restaurants that popped up but the actual scene itself is it's, it's very much in its infancy you know we in Smoking Yankees, I have a vision. You know, I know it sounds quite prophetic to say that, but you know, I have a vision that I want to grow barbecue here in Belfast, the low and slow stuff. You know, when I speak to people here about what my version of barbecue is, low and slow and briskets and ribs and shoulders and, and all that kind of stuff, people are quite taken aback still because people still see barbecue as burgers and sausages on a grill. You know, and that's that's what I want to change, you know. I want to promote that low and slow. You know, social media is a fantastic thing. You know, our team was formed, basically, with the exception of two or three of us, was formed through social media, getting to know each other through social media. And there's a lot of people in and around the Belfast area who are very much into low and slow. You'll see them posting pictures of their, their WSMs or their Pro-Qs or their big green eggs and things like that. And what I want to do is bring all those people in, you know, bring them all in together so we can promote Belfast as a barbecue, not as maybe as a barbecue venue yet, but I want, my dream for the short term would be to have Belfast teams going over to England to compete, 
Yeah, know, awesome. And, and, and competitions. We'd love to have and, you and over. Much, oh, I, I can't wait. I'm really looking forward. We're hoping next year, you know, we're hoping to get over next year to a couple of the competitions. Obviously, there's nothing in stone yet, but that that's what we're hoping. You know, obviously, the focus at this point is, is on the Jack and the American Royal. But it's just, I mean, in that dream, you know, I have the likes of Peter Hannan at the meat merchant that Hannan meets. You know, he's our primary sponsor at this point. But we're bringing in other people, you know, to bring hardware together and the great meat. Because we have one thing over here. Well, we have more than one thing. But the one thing we do have over the world is I'm convinced we have one of the best meat producing countries in the world. You know, and to use that meat to a barbecue standard that, you know, there's nothing, there's no reason why I can't be confident in going over to England and taking over, you know, Hannah Meats and you talked about the Himalayan salt aging and things like that. But it, it really is good because because of where Ireland is, this is, this is very boring and technical, but we sit on a very big limestone plinth, you know, and it, 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 it allows for different soil, which allows for different grass, which allows for different meat and, and the cattle and things like that. So, you know, that's where, where we want to push, not just, you know, foodie barbecue, you know, because there's a lot of craft stuff there. And that's where I see barbecue coming from. Barbecue's a people's thing. You know, years ago, people didn't drink eel. You know, they thought eel was beardy people who sit in smoky pubs and talk about stuff that nobody wants to understand. Whereas now, because of the, the craft eel revolution and things like that, eel, craft eel is so popular. And not to use the term hipster and things like that, but it's very popular. Craft beer bars are everywhere and things like that. Even in Belfast here, they pop up all over the place. I want barbecue to be the same, but not in that way. Not in a way that it's aloof from the people. You know, I think a barbecue place should be. Yeah, definitely. You know, full of normal people. It's not something that I want hijacked, you know, and, and made that it's more more than what it is. You know, to me, barbecue is about the people. And that that's that's essentially what we want to do. We want to promote people and barbecue and barbecue and people. You know, that's that's... That's where I want to go, and obviously I'll talk all for hours about it, and I'll probably bore the life out of you talking about it for hours. Yeah, no. but, yeah, the, uh, yeah. on the on the meat on the meat front uh, there with the uh, I know a guy John Renahan who who uh, would definitely agree with you with that. He really really pushes for sort of the Irish beef to be used, and, and literally will stand up and, and say that it, it's the best in the world, and that's what he uses when he brought it over when he uh, when he started Barbacoa in London. They use all Irish beef, so he really really pushes that and actually the first time I sort of came across it Riviera Barbecue not the first time I came across Irish beef but the first I'm going to say the first Irish brisket that I used was Riviera Barbecue's Glenn and Sarah mm. uh, passed one on to Marcus, Marcus and yeah, we were on Marcus's is, and uh, he was trying out the new Traeger and he had a, an Irish brisket on and and genuinely, it was absolutely fantastic. It was absolutely brilliant, absolutely bang on. was was great. I mean, I would say it stands up to to to. I mean, a lot of people say that our beef over here can't stand up in the sort of low and slow brisket cooks and stuff like that to the sort of USDA or, or like Wagyu and and stuff like that. But but actually, I felt that it did, and, and its beefy flavour was was fantastic. So. So I definitely go into to say and agree with that, and, and it excites me that a team is is really using British produce, Irish produce, uh, and and competing with it, and actually and pushing that and saying, standing up and saying, look, we can do great barbecue with our own produce, which is which is awesome. Yeah, it's it's you know when interests come from one part of the world to the next, day, they you can't allow that one thing just to stick. It has to evolve into the environment it's in. 
barbecue came here, obviously, from America and other countries in the world. But when it's in Ireland here, you know, if my dream does come true and we do get to come over and compete next year in, in one or two of the competitions, we will most certainly be bringing over Irish beef from Hannan Meats. You know, it's aged in the Himalayan salt rooms. It's You know, it's just the quality of the meat is just unbelievable, you know. We practice with it and we eat it. You know, it's, it's, there's a lot of talk, as you say, of USDA and, and Wagyu. And, you know, there's no reason why. I mean, Irish beef can stand up to anybody. You know, I'm, I'm a very patriotic person when it comes to things. But, yeah, yeah we we want to go over and we want to compete. And we want to go over and compete on our own ground. We want to bring our own meat with us. And, you know, and there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a great environment for that. I mean, even Peter Hannan, who is the, the, the guy who owns Hannan Meats, he's a foodie. He's so into barbecue. I remember we we were talking about our uh, you know anything but dish for the big grill, and his eyes were dancing in his head. He was getting so excited about it. You, that's what you like to see when you have a sponsor, when you have someone who, who who represents Irish barbecue in that sense, and he's so excited about it. You know, he so wants to develop it, and and, and that's lovely to have. You know, and that's what we aim to sort of use as a resource as we move forward as a as a team coming from Belfast to promote Belfast and to go in England and, and, and to take competition over there as well, you know. But that, that's ideally what we want to do, you know. I've seen some of Peter Hannon's stuff and then like his passion comes through in, in a lot of the posts and stuff I see on social media and it just and and some of it, like you say like the uh, Himalayan salt curing chambers and stuff like that it's just it fascinates me and it all looks fantastic so I bet he's a, an absolutely amazing sponsor to have uh, I, I literally I marvel at some of the posts that I see which are which are awesome uh you mentioned earlier about sort of reaching out and, and spreading the sort of barbecue love in, in Belfast and, and in Northern Ireland, Ireland. And uh, am I right in saying, did Christine Dale barbecue with you at the Big Grill? Christine is part of our team. You know, there's five people in our team at the moment. And, well, there's six if we count Artoust. But uh, Christine's part of our team. Uh, and also James, that you probably see him on as at Only Slagging on Twitter quite a lot. Okay. He's part of our team as well. There's five of us going forward, and Connor at, at Connor Dawson, and then another friend called Joe, who's a complete another technological luddite. So he doesn't have nor Facebook or Twitter. So he always just gets on Joe at the end when I mention anything. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. Do, he doesn't do social media. So the only way you can reach us is if you walk up to him and wrap his front door. That's about it, really, you know. So. I mean, something I've seen in but, sort yeah. of Ireland in in Belfast, particularly over sort of the recent uh, last few years, is the the foodie sort of influx. I mean, like the, there's such a variety of good food and good restaurants in Belfast. They're, they're definitely uh, pushing the movement of of food there, and and I don't think that you're going to be fighting a losing battle. I do think that that as you spread the word and as you educate and as you sort of show people what it's about, that they will take it on very very easily. As as I do think that, like I said, that they are embracing the the sort of foodie culture in it and it's such a multicultural city as well i mean people may not think that but it, it definitely is from my experiences and and uh and they're always looking to take on new things and try different things so i don't think you're fighting a losing battle there i think you'll definitely uh yeah find it. it really is you know talking to somebody who grew up in belfast in the 80s and, well i'll say the late 70s i'm not that old but through the 80s and through the 90s and you know to walk around belfast city center at 9, 10, 11, 12 o'clock on a, on, a, on a Saturday night or a Friday night or any night of the week. And there's so many different uh, restaurants and types of restaurants and bars and types of bars. You know, we really have 
we have almost expanded 30 years in the space of 10 years because things used to be so slow in Belfast for obvious reasons that we won't go into here. People didn't want to come here on the most part. They, they, we, we were seen as very much somewhere you talk about but don't go to. But since the peace process and things that since that development, you know, we have really moved on and we've moved on on our own shoes and our own feet. Belfast is a city that I'm very, very, very proud of. Every time I come back, I see that. It's, it's obvious every time I come back that, that you everything, it keeps changing and keeps growing and keeps getting better yeah. every time I come. I mean, we went, the other night I took my kids, myself and my wife took my kids down on, I can't even remember what day it is now, but we went down, it was culture night, I think it was Saturday night or Friday night there. And you're talking, there was 70, 80, 90,000 people around Belfast City Centre, maybe, maybe not that much, but it certainly seemed that much. And there was just the feeling around the place, you know, there's such a nice feeling in Belfast. And it's such, because one of the things I always say about Belfast is the greatest resource Belfast has is its people. And its people have been through so much that they have still retained that level of Irish nature and then, you know, friendly and the crack. And just, you you can walk down Belfast at four o'clock in the morning and, and people will stop to help you. They won't walk away. They won't. You know, it's it's just it's, it's it's a small city, but it's full of very very nice people. And it's and in terms of food and beer and, and and restaurants, and it is developing so so quickly. But you know, it's developing. It's it's nice because it's still Belfast. It's, Belfast isn't changing. The people aren't changing. It's just developing into what maybe you know a, a Manchester is or, or or a Paris or you know any other European city that we've developed very quickly over the last sort of fifteen years. You know, we had to develop quickly because before that, there was there was little or no development. You know, but yeah, no, I, I'm very very proud of Belfast. I, I I love the city. I love it in an all Ireland sense, and that was one of the nice things about going down to the big grill because, as I say, there was only two teams down from the north this year. There was ourselves and Keeper Lip Barbecue, and we both went down to Dublin. And I mean, if you know anything about Ireland, Dublin has a a huge superiority complex in relation to the, the best part of Ireland and everywhere else is just outside Dublin. But uh, And in two of the categories, chicken and pork, both first places went north of the border again to Belfast. And that made me so happy, you know, that just that we were able to go down there and do that and, and just promote Belfast as a as, as a venue for, for barbecue and food and just the crack and the people. And, and, and that's, that's what people want to see when they come to Belfast. You know, you go into Belfast now, and it's just people from every, it always amazes me, you know, people from every nationality. And you just think, why are they here? Why do they come to this city? Why Belfast? And then you kind of stop and look and say to yourself, well, that's why. Because of the people, because of the crack, because of the nature of the place, you know. That's why people come from all over the world, you know. And that's sometimes we forget how, you know, cool Belfast is as a city and how, you know, special it is in relation to all the stuff it's went through, so... So yeah, yeah, I do. I'm very proud of this city. Awesome. We've we've brushed over a couple of big, big things that were mentioned. Uh, the the Royal and the Jack were both mentioned. Uh, that are coming up for you, and uh, and could you speak a little bit more about that? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, we because we placed last summer, not this summer, because we placed a top Irish team at the Big Grill in Dublin. We were there. We were given an invite to compete at the Jack Daniels Barbecue, uh, the Jack Daniels World Invitational in Lynchburg, Tennessee, next month. So we were preparing for that, and whilst 
speaking with KCBS, uh, Wayne is a guy from KCBS who's organizing things over there. He also invited us to attend the American Royal in Kansas City whilst we're there. So we have two huge competitions to uh, to practice for and to organize next month, all within a week of each other. You know, the, the 22nd, I think it is, is the Jack, and the 29th is the Kansas City Royal. So for a small team like us to just to be in that environment, you know, to be with those teams, you know. It's yeah, a, it's amazing. I sort of a, a David versus Goliath sort of situation we've got coming on. I mean, I, I started doing barbecue over shows like Man vs. Food and Pitmasters, and, and, and now I'm going to be, not, I'm not going to say we're competing against, but we'll certainly be competing alongside people like Jack Soul South and Cool Smoke and Big Bob Gibson and, you know, just all those teams that you you would only sort of see Mo Case on and David Curie and things like that. It's just it's, it's fascinating that we're going to be in the middle of it, you know. And I just can't wait. I have equal measures of excitement and fear and terror <laughs> over <laughs> over over competing, you know. So, what are you doing then to prepare yourself for these massive? These are like the biggest competitions in the world, really, aren't they? Well, we're we're trying to practice, you know, with the Jack. The Jack's uh, seven categories. So you have outside of the main four, you have then uh, sauce category, which has to have Jack Daniels. You have a dessert category. And you also have what they call cooking from the homelands, which would be their version of uh, maybe anything but for the chef's choice round. But because there's so many international teams go to the Jack, they then specify that it has to be something related to Ireland or whatever country you're from. So, so we're kind of working on developing what our uh, what our dishes are going to be for the. I've spent three days this week trying to perfect my sauce for the Jack. So, it's interesting. It's interesting. You know, you make one thing and you don't like it, so you have to go back and change it and change this and change that. It's 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 lovely. My We've heard rumours about your apple sauce, apple barbecue sauce. Are you taking that with you, or are you making <clears> something no, new? No, no, I'm going to do something new. You know, I do I do the apple bourbon sauce. I love creating. It's one of the sort of difficulties you have with competition barbecue over what you would do in the house or what you would do with friends. And that with competition, you kind of have to run with the crowd because of the flavor profiles and, and things like that. But I love creating. I love creating rubs. I love creating sauces. And one of my favorite is the apple barbecue or apple bourbon sauces. I do love, I do I have a nice peach. Um, Self-praise is no recommendation, but... I do like doing a nice peach barbecue and, and different things like that. You know, so I just love creating different sauces and different rubs. Obviously, with the Jack, you don't have to cool with the uh, competition stuff to, to stand a chance. But, but yeah, no, apple bourbon is one of my favorites. It's a, it's very much a, a, a tomato-based sauce, you know, done with molasses and uh, apple apple sauces and bourbon and different things, garlic and all. Oh, there's, a, there's plenty of different ingredients that may go into that I might build a rumor up ahead. But, but yeah, no, I, I do. I love creating. But the one that I'm doing this week is Tippy Top Secret. You know, God forbid Jack goes out <laughs> or somebody could be listening to this. Uh, and I'm stealing my secrets and I wouldn't win the sauce competition, you know. So, so yeah, but it's it's, it's lovely. I've tested it out with a, a few people who are like who like barbecue and they've, uh, they've liked it. So if, if they like it, a few tweaks more and hopefully we'll We'll have it. It's just sourcing the ingredients once we're over there. You know, that's the that's the challenge. Yeah, you take in Irish meat with you over there, or is that a bit too far to uh, to travel with with stuff? No, we can't. We would have loved to because there's certain meats that Peter Hannan does. You know, he does sugar pit ten day sugar pit bacon racks, and 
his Himalayan salt aged briskets are great and but Sound we can't amazing. bring them with us. We have to source we have to source everything over there. Which is it's quite hard, you know, they're asking they ask you to do a cookie from the homelands round, but you can't bring anything from your homelands. No. You know, you have to source everything over there. But we've pretty much is that, is that here one of the actually... competition rules, is it you have to source over there or is that No, it's just the the legalities of it, you know. Plane, can you? I yeah, can't, no, you stick can't a bring... brisket in your hand, luggage. <laughs> <laughs> you're not allowed to bring meat, you're not allowed to bring uh, dairy products, and you're not allowed to bring fruits and vegetables through border control in the States, so you're kind of snookered. I have sourced what ingredients I can bring with me, and I have them sitting to the side. So everything else, believe it or not, I have a huge shopping list that once we land in the States, we're going to have to hit, hit up a Walmart or a uh, Costco or something like that and try and get all our ingredients put in place for the competition. Now, the jack itself... <clears throat> Because it's an invitation, the Jack people are very, very good. They are providing us with our competition meat and stuff like that, so we don't have to run about. The Royal's a bit different. We have to source our own meat, so we're talking to different companies and different barbecues in the States at the moment about sourcing those, but that's where the expenses come from. Yeah, know. I always hear great <laughs> things about uh, Snake River's farm. I always hear amazing stuff about their meat. Maybe one to look out for. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a, there's a lot of different ones over. You know, at the minute we're talking with three or four different sort of companies that are providing meat for, for the American Royal, you know. And it, it's also, it's a wee dream in itself. You know, you talk about Snake River Farm, you talk about all different, different groups, but we can't get over here. You know, you can't, I can't go to the shop and buy Snake River Farm brisket, but to use one over there, it'll be great, you know, just for the experience. So, yeah. You know, it's just, it's a huge expense and it's a huge logistic thing to try and get, not so much to take everything with you, because we can only take, you know, if you imagine, I'm sure you guys, uh, I can imagine what it's like to be able to go to a competition, but only bring what's in the suitcase. Yeah. You know, you have to source everything else at the location. So that's going to be quite challenging. Oh, and that's where the logistic comes in. Emails challenge. after email. Wherever I go, so I always just, uh, never, ever, no matter how organized I am, I always get there and I'm like, oh, I've forgotten this, forgotten that, forgotten this. Mm-hmm. Luckily yeah, enough, most of the time you can nip home or you know the area so you can go to a, but you're going to be struggling over there. It's got to be tough. It's hard enough to fit everything in your car, let alone in a yeah. suitcase. <laughs> Well, that's it. We went down to the, even to the big grill this year. We went down, two of us went down ourselves and Keep Our Lead Barbecue went down in a van. We rented a van amongst ourselves and we went down and we just about fitted everything into a transit van that two teams needed. So, you know, we were flying, three guys are flying with three suitcases and we have to try and that. So, you mean, we'll get our small things in, but everything else, we're, we're kind of reliant on the, the generosity of the American barbecue family and in fairness, to this point, they have been fantastic. You know, we've had offers from Oak Ridge Rubs and things like that about supplying rubs for us and different things. You know, different teams have offered cookers and charcoal and wood and different things. As I say, the Jack are very good at providing things. So it'll all come together. It's just what it is that email after email after tweet after tweet after Instagram after... My wife's about to hit me with a stick at some point every time <laughs> I go from a phone. Every time I lift my phone, her eyes roll in her head, and it's just like, could you put the phone down and look after your newborn, please? Yeah. Like, okay. Now nah, I'm okay. going to America, sorry. <laughs> You'll have to learn to do it on your own. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned something you... I, Go I'm going away with uh, leaving my uh, my wife with five kids, and I'm taking myself off to America for, for the gossip of two weeks to go to, you know, it's going to be a dream, you know. <laughs> it's <laughs> a hard life, isn't it? I'm going to Chicago, Little Rock, Lynchburg, Tennessee, Arkansas, Kansas City, and she. When I come back, she says she's just going to be sitting in a corner rocking. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to have to bring her something very, very nice home, you know. 
you mentioned something really important a minute ago. Uh, cooking, what like cooker wise, like pit wise, like what are you? What have you? What have you organised so far? What are you cooking on over there, or, or how have you organised that, and and how are you practicing for that? At the moment, that's 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 probably the toughest issue we have to deal with because of sponsorships and things like that. Uh, the Jack will provide Primo grills. Now, I have never, and no one in our team that's going has ever cooked on ceramic, so it's going to be a hard one. I'm trying to source. Obviously, we go in a month, so I'm trying to source either a ceramic, but especially a Primo, to have a few practices on. Now, the, the Jack Daniels people have arranged that on one of the mornings prior to the competition, I think it's the Friday or the Thursday morning, that there's going to be a class in cooking with Primos. Now, we have asked, obviously, being from over here, we're more used to the pro cues or the Weber WSM and things like that. So we have asked for for if we could try and source, you know, WSMs at least in America. Pro cues may be a bit harder to come across, <clears throat> but so that level of bullet smoker will be easier for us to use. I mean, granted, we're getting into the Jack Daniels and we're already on the back foot. That we're from Ireland, we're already on the back foot. Resources ways, experience ways, you know, maybe knowledge ways. Uh, I'd love to at least have the comfort of cooking on a grill. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm comfortable with. Even if you had a Primo as well, it would be nice to at least have a couple of WSMs or mm. or ProQs or something like that. That would be lovely. We have we have a few American yeah. listeners, so if you are listening in and you could hook these guys up, then uh, then reach out and, and let them know, and, and that would be really helpful. So uh, Barbecue Family well, works wonders, do. so maybe. Who it knows? does. It really does. I've been fascinated with the amount of emails that I've got from different teams, you know, in the States that have said, look, whatever you need, we'll try and help you. You know, as, as I say, the Kansas City, the open in Kansas City is a hard one to source everything for, right down from, you know, we have to go from coolers, even right down to silly things like chimney starters. Yeah. We have to source all that over there. And obviously, a lot of stuff's going to be bought in Walmart. Anything that I can fit, I've, I've, I have uh, teased my wife quite a lot that I've always wanted an, a, a Yeti cooler. Yeah, you, so need, you need a big that, budget for that, though. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a Yeti cooler and use it as a suitcase to get home with. <laughs> <laughs> I try. That's yeah, what I try another to reason do. for it to roll her eyes. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just hard. Even there are things like gazebos and things like that that we have to provide for ourselves. So that that's where the funding comes in. That's where the expense comes in. You know, it's obviously in relation to funding. I've took credit union loans and personal loans, and I've been saving up and different things to, to pay for it, but just, you know, funding is nice if sponsors can step in and, and the Irish, we're doing a bit of work out there for Tourism Ireland in relation to promoting Irish food and promoting Ireland as a as a, as a as a vacation venue for Irish America and things like that, so obviously Tourism Ireland are going to step in and offer some financial assistance for us, so, so it's nice, it's nice, but it is going to cost a lot of money, you know. Yeah. But cookerways. Cookerways is where it's the stickiest issue, you know. Obviously, I started my barbecue career with Pro-Q's. I still use, I have three Pro-Q Frontiers that I use. Uh, other guys on the team have WSMs, other ones uh, Big Green Eggs. So as a team, as a base, if we were based in Belfast or if we were traveling to England to compete, obviously in a transit van, we can bring all our stuff. But over there, as I say, as you say, it would be great if somebody could reach out and say, okay, I can land you two WSMs or here's a WSM and here's a Pro-Q or that would put us it, it would level the field somewhat for yeah us, you know, definitely so guys if you are listening then and please do reach out if you can help out reach out WSMs or or Pro-Qs either all be a fantastic help to uh, to Mike and the team so uh, so yeah definitely reach out 
I know it's all it's still all about money, but like when I was over in Florida quite recently, I went into Walmart and you could get a WSM in there. Like they were on offer for about one hundred twenty nine dollars or something. So it was like crazy price difference compared to over here. But you're still going to need some money. <laughs> but as you said, Walmart kind of has everything you're going to need for everything. They sell gazebos, they sell starters, they sell everything. I think you just need to get down to Walmart and just load up. It's fantastic. I go. I love Orlando. Having having lots of kids, I love going to Orlando. It's one of my favorite vacation spots in you know, Disney World and Universal and <clears throat> all these different places. But when we go to Orlando, which we try and get every few years anyway, the first thing we do is go to Walmart. And I could literally spend a day walking around Walmart. I could spend a mortgage payment in ten minutes. You know, in relation to hunting and fishing equipment and barbecue equipment and coolers and. Just, just all manner of stuff, even clothes ways. And it's a great week spot, you know, I could spend it. To me, going to Walmart for six or seven hours is as enjoyable as going to Disney World, you know? <laughs> Disney <laughs> World for adults. <laughs> <laughs> We've got uh, Bunnings are coming over to the UK. That's like a, an Oz-like sort of home uh, home store. They've bought like Homebase. Oh, well, they bought like uh-huh. a, like half home base stores or something like that. I'm not really sure. But, but yeah, I went into my local home base the other day and they're selling off. I went in to buy... You know, it's like getting to the end of, well, barbecue season never finishes for us, but yeah. the end of barbecue season. Uh, so they start to sort of like sell off all of like the, all the good charcoal and everything for, for like quarter of the price. So I've been going in a lot recently, keeping dabs on, on what's available. And uh, I was chatting to one of the ladies and then that, because I noticed they're shutting, but basically they're selling everything off. And uh, she was saying, yeah, because uh, Bunnings is, is taking over the store and moving in. So... I'm going to have a Bunnings in, in Plymouth pretty soon, which is pretty cool. I'll be excited to see what they're bringing over because all the sort of uh, Oz contacts that, that I have through barbecue or like the Australian barbecue family uh, always seem to be uh, boasted about how great Bunnings is and, and all the and all the cool stuff they do. So it'll be exciting to see whether they bring some of that uh, over to the UK. Yeah, yeah, really well. Because, I mean, in Belfast here, as I say, we're... Like here's the high news and the fact that even you have Costco and stuff over there, we don't have that here, you know. So the extent of barbecue here, it's all usually online or there's one or two wee businesses. I know there's a business popped up in Myra there, uh, Great Outdoors Barbecue Co. and stuff. It's just it's nice to see it starting to take off, you know. But as I say, the majority of stuff we have to buy, it's all online. It's all Amazon. It's barbecue gourmet. It's, it's things like that that we have to go online and find. But it would be lovely. And that's why I get so excited when I walk into Walmart. You know, it's lovely just to buy things off the shelf, you know. Yeah, definitely. Probably, probably not good for my bank balance either. It won't be, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> so is there any way that people can help you towards this? Have you set up like a giving page or anything like that? Yeah, we have a GoFundMe page set up. And today we actually just broke the £500 mark. We've had it set up for a few weeks now. And we just broke the £500 mark. A guy called Paul Clark actually put in money for me today. Uh, it's GoFundMe.com. And it is Irish Barbecue Champions USA Fund. And people can go on and they can donate £5, £10, £2, you know. As Yad says, every little helps. So it was, yeah, it, 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 it was uh, Irish Barbecue Champions USA, was that it? Irish Barbecue Champions USA Fund, cool. yeah. Yeah, it's... It, it, it's 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 just it's it's just to help, you know. Obviously, we put we put a lot of our own expense in, and we're not expecting the world to pay for our dream trip to the U.S. But it's just to help with the extra expenses, you know, and maybe 
help my wife not hit me with a big stick, you know, when she looks at the credit card bill. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, people can just go on and donate. As I say, I've had a lot of family and friends. Uh, a few people, the, the big hitters of, of uh, the, 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 the English barbecue scene, Dr. Evil, give us uh, a fur donation the other week. Uh, Smoke Weed Shack gave us a donation the other night. So, you know, and other people, hopefully, uh, will admit the English barbecue scene and the Irish barbecue scene are starting to throw a few pounds in for us. And a lot of friends, actually, I have a lot of friends because I'm fanatical about baseball. That's where Smoking Yankees gets its name. I'm a, I'm a New York Yankee fan. But uh, I talk to quite a lot of people over Twitter at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning watching Yankee games. And quite a lot of them have thrown in $30, $40, you know. And so it's just it's a slow burner. But as I say, it's nice that people can help us and help us achieve that we dream of going over there, you know. As I say, we're not expecting them to pay for it all. But just a wee bit of extra help is lovely, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Every little helps with these things. It is. It is. It's the expense we're, we're expected to get. It's nice just to have a wee bit of extra help you know might pay for car hire it could pay for what we have to pay entrance fees to the american royal and things like that so yeah yeah it's nice just to get that extra bit of hand you know it's lovely as well because it's nice to see people sharing a bit of love and as you say earlier on it's that barbecue family you know people that i've never met but i've spoke to 300 times on twitter you know but i've never physically met the person and they're handing me 20 or 30 pounds just as a nice gesture you know go and enjoy yourselves and I keep telling people I'm not going to spend it completely on bourbon, but... <laughs> <laughs> I just got onto the page now. I love your logo. It's awesome. Yeah, a friend of mine did that. I, uh, a work colleague's husband, he's a, a graphic designer. I sort of, I wrote it, I'd done a bit of a sketch in my head and then I'd done it down and it was simply came into my head and took the whole logo out. It was just perfect. And it's actually up in front of me here on my shed. I'm sitting out in the man cave at the minute. And I have our, our, our banner that's sitting in front of me. It's lovely. It's because I was trying to put in everything there is. You know, there's obviously smoking Yankees. It's about my combining my two loves, you know, barbecue and baseball. You know, even the pig itself on the logo has number three on, which is representative of Babe Ruth, which is my favorite baseball player of all time. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a lovely logo. I was so chuffed when it came up, you know. Yeah, definitely. looks it looks awesome. So hopefully it'll be flying high in Tennessee and Kansas City in a few weeks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no. I mean, as as like a barbecue sort of enthusiast, uh, I, I'm not a barbecue team. We competed for a bit of fun at a, a local one, Pengrilly, but nothing compared to you guys. But uh, yeah, no, I, it would be an absolute dream to go and compete at the, one of these sort of events. Like what? I guess we sort of already know the answer to that. I was going to say like, what what would it mean for you to really go over there and compete? But I guess we already sort of know because it really is just like the absolute pinnacle, pinnacle of, of, yeah, barbecue, really. It's the chance in our lifetime. It's just the way it fell that we, as I say, were top place in Irish team last year. And obviously I have a big shout out to Toby Shea for organising Big Grill last year and stuff. And it, it, it's hard to sort of fail that because we were top place, we then obviously became part of the conversation to have an invitation to 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 the Jack. And... Um, it's just it wouldn't have happened. You know, I mean, I was sitting here two years ago with a couple of friends, barbecuing in front of my man's shed, and two years later, we're, it's just went very quick, very fast. Two years later, we're going to be competing in the Jack Daniels Distillery in Tennessee at the Jack, and amongst 900-odd teams at the, the American Royal. We got our pitch number three the other day. We are number 737. 
How do they even do that? How do they even do that? I mean, like, Grillstock this year with 29 teams was, like, absolutely (laughs) insane. Like, I don't even know how they could possibly do it. It's going to be crazy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I absolutely marvel at you guys and really hope that that you get over and you you absolutely rock it and have a cracking time because... It's, it's, it's really sort of balancing because it's so much logistic and a financial nightmare getting over. It's balancing the having a bit of crack with making a good show of yourself. You know, I mean, obviously, you want to turn in the best possible stuff that we can turn in, but you also want to enjoy yourself. You know, like any other competition, you want to go over, you want to enjoy it. I want to drink it in. I want to enjoy the atmosphere. You know, I want to see the Marin Mixons. I want to see the Tuffy Stones. I want to see the Diva Qs. I want to see them operating. I want to. See you know, maybe get the odd selfie here and there with people, but you know, you—it is just sometimes I have to pinch myself. I, I remind people here about you know, the movie Cool Runnings. That's what I've sort of explained it. You know, that's very much what it is. We are a small outfit from Belfast, and we are going over there to take on the biggest outfit in barbecue. You There's know, a bit of confidence. It's, uh, it's been done, Jackie. Wait, I mean, as a bit of confidence, I said like it has yep. been done, and and like maybe yep. you'll be the the next. I mean, you're going to go over there and and, and bring it home for who knows? Bring it home for Ireland in the UK and and absolutely smash it. Who who knows? Well, that's it. I mean, that is that level of confidence that we have to go over and say, okay, you know, I haven't been at this long, but I'm pretty good at what I do. You know, we've got our toast in the team there who is pretty good at what he does. You know, and amongst ourselves, we'll be able to, uh, you, you know, make a good show and actually put a presentation. And you know, I mean, I'm happy enough that I can hold my own with anyone. You know, and if we go over there, and you, could, you never know because it's already been a dream to this point. So you never know. Can you imagine getting a call of the Jack yeah, Daniels or a call I mean, of the that would, Royal? I think I'd just pass out. I think that would be just like <laughs> I think insane. So. I think so. But I mean, we, we got teams case. like bunch of swines. You got teams like. Uh, Miss Piggies and, and people like that who are absolutely rocking it uh, all yeah. the time in 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 these competitions and uh, maybe not uh, the sort of Jack and the Royal, but but yeah, I mean it, it's the British teams are just doing absolutely amazing and it's great to see another team yeah. uh, up there and and going over and and uh, sort of laying laying down the gauntlet. Well, I think that we have uh, Miss Piggy is going to the Jack this year. A bunch of Swains are going to the American Royal. I was talking to them on Twitter the other day from Bunch of Swains. They released the uh, the pitch map of where all the teams will be in the Kansas City Speedway. Uh, now we're in a nice wee position where we are not a far walk from the judging tent, but Bunch of Swains are pretty much on the same block. They're maybe 20 foot away from Bunch Stone. And wow. right beside them as well is uh, Big Bob Gibson. So they are at, they're, they're on the cool block. As I said, they're user, user, and with the cool kids. You know, so... <laughs> So yeah, it'll be next. Well, at least you've got a couple of familiar faces or familiar names or, or something alongside you. Yeah, well, as I say, a bunch of swains have been over to both the big grills this year, this year and last year. So we've got the known name, you know. So it'll be nice to have a familiar face, you know, sort of amongst yeah. the nine hundred odd teams that's going to be there. Yeah, awesome. Ed and Emma are, are brilliant. Love them both. Uh, we're lucky enough to, to we're going to sneak into the uh, they've got a competition class at the beginning of October. We're going to sneak into so uh, hopefully have some video and stuff to to put up from that and, and uh, maybe just uh, encourage some more people to get involved with the future classes. They've had a few this year already and they've all been an absolute mental success. So so yeah, we're looking forward to that. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Oops. Michael, you're like, you're so passionate about barbecue, but we haven't actually touched on like where this passion came from. Like, where did where did barbecue begin for you? It all began. I'm a what you would call an outdoorsy person. You know, I'm a very much person who would have been younger, would have been up to running up and down. Maybe not now. My age, I'm 49. My knees are starting to go. But you know, when I was younger, I'd have been into running up and down the Mourne Mountains and in and out of forests and things like that. And I always loved camping, and I always loved cooking outdoors, you know. And that 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 taste of stuff that you cook outdoors over smoke, over coals, there's just nothing in the world that can replace that. There's nothing in the world like it, you know. I still to this day use, or not even to this day, I've developed it over the last sort of few years. Dutch ovens. I love cooking with Dutch ovens because it reminds me of camping, or it reminds me of you know that that sort of cowboy essence that you're. You have that sort of outdoor manly thing, you know, and I, I love doing that. But obviously, I mean, as any Irish man will tell you, he's only good as his, his mummy's cooking. So my mother was a very good cook. So that sort of mixture of watching your mummy cook and, you know, being an outdoors person, it kind of combined it. It combined into being a real, into having a real love of outdoor barbecue cooking. It's just, it's, it, it, as you're right in saying it, it is a passion. And competition barbecue is great, and I love it. And having a team is brilliant in the social aspect. But just cooking outdoors in general, I love cooking. As I say, I love cooking with, with Dutch ovens. I have, much to my my wife's disapproval, I think I have seven or eight different barbecues out the back here, out the front of my man shed. So sort of it sort of gets her to roll her eyes every now and again. But but yeah, it, it, it is. It's a passion, and it's came from like I was no age. I mean, I remember loving cooking outdoors friends going camping when you were eight or nine years of age, cooking bacon and beans in a, in, a, in a biscuit tin over a fire. You know, and that's where it starts. You know, it starts as a wee seed and it, it grows. And as you get older, you get more passionate. And with having more space, I remember when I first left university and we first rented a, a wee flat in the middle of Andersonstown in West Belfast, I had a small gas grill because that's all we could fit. You know, obviously then I move on and my wife and stuff, my wife got married and we moved into a house and had a big garden. So from then, I've just over the last sort of nine, ten years progressed from gas grills to charcoal to bigger charcoal to bigger gas to bigger. So I have a, I have a mix of of all different types of barbecues, but it has all came from that one thing, you know, that just that love of cooking outdoors, and you combine that with the social aspect of barbecue. It's barbecue to me. I know a lot of people just barbecue in the summer whenever you know the sun comes out, quick run to Tesco's and get a barbecue or do that and do it. But if you really look at it in its essence, the way people have moved away from collective living, you know, a lot of times people will only have a family meal at Christmas. It's the only time they'll all sit down together and have a big proper meal or maybe Easter Sunday or something like that. Whereas every time you barbecue, it just promotes that social aspect. You know, everyone sitting and eating with their hands and sitting back at your garden or wherever you, wherever you choose to be having a beer or not having a beer or having a wine and you know and just I'm just talking and being together and being social you know it's it's just lovely it's one of to me it's one of the last times where barbecue is just such an inclusive thing it just involves everyone and and to have family and have friends you know you don't see what happens but when you say to them look okay let's have a barbecue everybody comes together and everybody sits together and eats together and it's it's lovely. It's just lovely, you know. As I say, even with the barbecue team, Connor is one of my best friends and has been for twenty years. 
uh, Joe's and other like this. But we all have legs, we all have work commitments, family commitments. When you do a competition or when you do a practice cook or even any type of cook, you, you get to sit and spend, get things together, you get to shoot the proverbial river and put the words to right. And then it's just one of the only times you can actually hit the pause button and be social and be collective and be family and be friends. And, and that's what I love about barbecue. You know, that's competition barbecue, say, just barbecue in general is just, it's such a social thing. And, you know, that's where I want to push barbecue in Belfast because we have that social aspect to it. I'm not in any other country in the world, but just to be Irish is to be social, you know, is to be, is to have a bit, is to have, you know, we're, we're very warm with each other, you know, so despite all our differences and, and different things in the past, we still are. So barbecue is just a representation of that, you know. Perfect. You summed it up perfectly. Yeah, great way to, to, to end the podcast because we are at the hour mark there. But thank you very much, Mike, for coming on. Uh, and could no you problem, just run through you. where people can find you on, on sort of social media and, and just give the uh, the fund GoFundMe page again so people could uh, maybe get on and, and give you some support? No problem. The GoFundMe page is obviously at GoFundMe.com and it's the Irish Barbecue Champions USA Fund. You'll see our, as you've already seen, you'll see our logo. Uh, on Twitter, we are at Belfast Barbecue. On Facebook, we are Michael Belfast Barbecue. And I think it's on somewhere on Instagram and things like that. But, but yeah, no, we're, we're, we we just want to be nice to hear from people. It'll be nice, even if people have any questions just about going to the jack and things like that. It'll be lovely just to, it's nice just to have conversations about things you've Awesome. Thank you very much, mate. Cheers for coming on. And, uh, and yeah, no we can't wait Thank to, you for me. we'll be, uh, tweeting some questions and stuff as well so it would be uh, yeah, cool to looking uh, forward to following you along the yeah, way yeah following you on along the journey it would be awesome good thank you very much thank you cheers thanks see you soon hopefully see you uh, competing right. in the UK next year yeah yeah we're hoping to we're hoping to have us and bring a team over from Belfast and and my dream is to uh, we're quite close to Dr. Evil Barbecue given uh, just relationships over social media and things like that so as I was slagging uh, Gary a few weeks ago or whatever, that our dream is that we get the pitch beside Dr. Evil in one of these competitions and we can have a bit of a, a hoolie and I can share a nice bourbon with, with Dr. Evil himself, you know. Awesome. Who knows? Grill stock next year. That might be the one. Mm. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We've recorded yet another awesome podcast to get you over hump day. As always, we're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet and Smoke with Jack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. So if you're thinking about buying your first smoker, wanting to upgrade, or looking for authentic charcoal commercial smokers, check them out over at Max Barbecue. Barbecue Gourmet is devoted to promoting real barbecue inspired in the UK and Europe with top championship winning barbecue rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories from the US and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. So regardless of how you cook, whether it's on whether it's on charcoal, wood, gas, or electric, the real taste of summer can be yours all year round. And Smoke with Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness. You provide the talent. So if you're looking for smoking wood chunks, dust, chips, or planks, and even pellets coming soon, then head on over to smokewithshack.com, and you can find them on Twitter at smokewithshack. So goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. I'm See you next cook. time. Cheers. Uh, that's debatable. I'm a much better cook than you. Bye.